Did they sign Tom Brady and nobody told me? Did they? What happened? By the way, that ball was caught. Just, yeah. just pointing <laughs> it right. out there. Oh, man. Good morning and welcome to episode 22 of Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry, and I'm hoping you can hear me. We're having all sorts of issues today. And by we, I mean me. Finally. Uh, it is, me. Yeah, it's not Stoner and his internet. It is, in fact, me. So I'm Nathan Perry. He's the Stoner, and this is Ref the District. And like I said, man, it's been quite a morning. Had some tef- technical difficulties. We're ready to go, right? Live, you know, you leave to go get your coffee. I'm like, hey, man, you got three minutes to get that coffee. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my computer just went like I'm looking at black screens, but I can still hear the music, which is interesting because I can't hear the music. You know, now I can hear you just fine. Yeah, yeah, I can. So. I can hear you. I can see you, and I believe everybody else can hear you. I, I think they can. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I can definitely see that uh, my microphone is 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 kicking out sometimes. So we'll see. Maybe I'm, I may I might have to tone it down just a little bit. So yeah, for some we'll reason you're that, really that you're really close. You're a lot closer than you usually are. Maybe that's that how is, you did. I, I had to re, readjust the screen. Wanted to get a little <laughs> closer, so we kind of look the same because yeah. I I, I kind of had this like far back thing, and, mm-hmm. and you had you were cl- you were close up. So yeah. I was trying to get us a, you know be a little bit closer. So. And and also literally like two minutes before we went live, your mic was still not working. No. We had to fix that. It's been a morning, man. It's been a morning. I had to take my kid to swim. We weren't sure if we were in the right swim class. He was supposed to be in like early swimmers and he's doing stroke development. There's this kid, this kid who's like 13 years old. My kid's eight years old. There's a 13 year old who's like literally doing like the front stroke and backstroke yeah. and doing the whole length of the pool. And my kid's still working on like doing his leg kicks and yeah. uh, and stuff. Did so he do the it was, doggy it was, it was not, not so much. Is he, that how he the, learned though? It is, yeah. So it's interesting because he uh, he does such a good job when he's like forced to, right? So like when he jumps into the deep end, like he dives in there and then he swims to the edge, no problem. Yeah. But when he can touch the bottom because he's a big kid, yeah. He just touched. He's like, oh no, I got to touch the bottom. I was like, no, 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 no. Just just like the deep end, just keep on swimming, yeah, it's man. The swimming just keep class, on swimming. not a touch and, the bottom class. And that's what we're gonna do today with all the technical difficulties yeah. is we're just gonna keep on swimming, all right? We've got a few things here for you. So we put up a Twitter poll. That's gonna be our game uh, for today is uh, which Washington football team member you know had the greatest impact for the team yeah. within the last 20 years. So that's gonna be the game today. Post game, we're gonna be talking about those wizards and their coaching hunt and who's still out there and who do we want to see in the seat and then for our pregame warm-up today, it is the Red Hot, even though they've lost the last two. Yeah. It's still consider them, you know, the heaters kind of cooled down, but they're still a lot better than they were before. That's your our Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. So don't, I, I, did you, by the way, within the last couple of games, did you try to, did you say you were back on them? Because no. they went on a heater the moment you were like, I'm done with them. Right. And then the reverse curse happened. Yeah, that's and... that's kind of that's kind of part of my genius a little bit, right? So when I'm ready to bail, and I don't do it for shtick, I do it because I believe it. And so about two weeks ago, I said they're done, I'm out, they've got no shot, and then they just went on this ridiculous heater. They, I think since then they're like eleven and three, a ridiculous record. Yeah, uh, but Schwarber is just knocking them out of the park every game. 
He's setting all kinds of records, not Nats records. He's setting all kinds of major league records for number of home runs and a certain amount of games and from the leadoff spot and all that. So we know what he's doing is not sustainable, right? He can't do this that the entire year. All of a sudden, he went from a nobody to leading the league in home runs well, and RBI. I don't know if nobody's accurate, but he he went he went from uh, just having a eh, season to now all of a sudden he's. Uh, you know, we're we're seeing Schwarbaums just at a ridiculous pace. You're right. right. He can't he can't keep this up. Right. We we know that. But like I've said, right, getting when you get assistance from people that you're not expecting assistance from, that helps during these times where your your stars are struggling. In this case, Soto isn't I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's bad. I don't think so. he, he he he's not the the best hitter in baseball right now, which he has really been, you know, at least in the conversation for the last two seasons, and probably was last season. Yeah. Um. So you know, while he's trying to work his issues out, you need somebody like Schwarber to step up to 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 cover down. Trey Turner still is having an amazing season. So right. He needs he's to be an all star. He, he does. So, but Schwarber, he's not. He's not an other guy. He's a guy that they brought in specifically to do what he's doing. So he has to do that. He's probably going to be an all-star for like the ninth season in a row, right? I think I think he's going on Ooh, seven or eight runs. Schwarber, isn't oh, he? Oh no, no, not even. I don't even. I thought I saw that. I thought I'm pretty no. sure I saw that uh, that tweet from somebody. Schwarber, was... maybe, maybe once, maybe. Well, I'll look that up here as we go along. Yeah, you, you, I, he's not you an all-star. He's up. not a perennial all-star. So they've they've had they've had quite the resurgence, and a lot of people honestly they they put it on on Schwarber, but the pitching's been really good too. I mean, yeah. a lot of these games, they're they're winning uh, they're winning close games. Uh, the, the last two that they've lost, it was because the pitching staff just you know completely imploded. So that's where I think that they're going to really have to keep it if they're you know Schwarber goes back to just being just another guy. Mm-hmm. As long as the pitching staff can still hold it together. I think the team's going to be fine. And I, this is where I said that they needed to be, right? They needed to be around 500, mm-hmm. you know, as we as we get towards the, the all-star break. And, and they're two games under now because they lost, they got to 500. They dropped two. So they're two games under 500. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of back in that that race for the East. Yeah, which and that's their only shot. where they need to be. That's their only shot, right? They're, yeah. they're not a wild card team. Sure. It's not looking like it, no. you know, unless unless the scene, you know, drastically changes. Yeah. But all you need is a you know a seat and a chair, right? Well, that's, that's right. They, they, the, they just need ask the Canadians in in the NHL. They're the last team in, and they're going to be one of the last two standing. So for sure, all you need is is a chair. What did you say? A chip in a chair. I said a seat in a chair, seat, but chip in a chair, yeah. If it, a chip in a chair, is same, yeah. Seat, the seat in a chair, yeah, world. is uh, is yeah, is not exactly it's the not saying. The right cliche. It's it's, but it's again this morning. <laughs> it's been a rough morning. I understand. You can botch all the cliches if you want. Uh, I mean, even in our uh, uh, even in our little fun intro thing, I'm just I, I say it's just you know I, th- I don't say I'm just putting it out there. I say something else instead of uh, instead of that. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I. D- I'm, I'm, I'm not back on the Nats because I think okay. what they did in the last That's two good. weeks is not sustainable. So I don't think good. they're a playoff team. 
keep condemning them, yeah. even as they could, even if they not, go on another ten game win streak. They had that one ridiculous game where they beat Philly thirteen to twelve, which was amazing, and they got all kinds of clutch hits in that game. But that's that was an insane point. game. That was probably the game of the season, yeah, just sure. in all of the Major League Baseball, not just for the Nats, but. That game was just ridiculous. The Nationals coming back from two huge deficits, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting getting and you know winning and oh man, 13-12, and they, yeah, excellent. Yeah, they kept game. the to to come back from a deficit means obviously you have to give up the, <laughs> the runs and then you have to get down. So they were down five at one point, and then they were down four, and then they were even down. It was like one five going into zero, the ninth. nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but. This whole thing is this this what they've done so far in the first seventy games, however many games it is so far, is not sustainable to be to be a winner. So something has to change. Strasburg coming back, Soto's got to get right, and Bell, who's your number four hitter, has got to start hitting a little bit better. Because Schwarber he's can't defensively at first base, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, sure. Defensively, Bell is. yeah, defensively he's doing he's doing what yeah. he needs oh, to yeah. do. He's been making a couple plays that sliding. Uh, catch that he he did. I'm not sure he had to slide, but <laughs> yeah. he did. It made it look good. So he, he's he's been defensively. The whole team's been great, uh, but he's got to hit more. That they, they brought him in to hit, just like Schwarber. They brought those two in to hit. But this lineup doesn't scare you, does it? Other than Schwarber on his hot streak, he kind of scares you at the top. Turner and Soto, Turner's and then good. that's it. You you have nobody else to worry about the rest of the way. So yeah. that's not good. But also. Their schedule up until the All-Star break and just a little bit past the All-Star break is brutal, okay, right? First of all, they have no days off until the All-Star break, which is like July 13th-ish, yeah, somewhere around okay, there. No days off. Weeks. And they play, they play the Dodgers, the Rays, the Dodgers, the Padres. The Padres, they play all those teams. All those teams are way better, and they they got one against uh, they got one against the Mets tomorrow, and then they got like I said, two against Tampa, four against the Dodgers. Then they go on the road, and then they got the Padres. You know, it's they're gonna have to stay close to five hundred until the All Star break, or else this is just gonna get away from them real quick. And but today is Thursday. Right today is Scherzer's day, there so you go. everybody be there for Scherzer's day. Oh, he's got a real Scherzer jersey. Yeah. This is this is a big step for Stone, who's a Stoner, who's uh, used to just grabbing uh, like some random like fifth stringer Mark just Brunel to support. Yeah, so but I still, get to I, see a Scherzer jersey. I go into my every I go into my closet every morning, every Sunday morning before the show, and I go into my closet, I open it up, and I go, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I need more swag. Yeah, I'm 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 on that same train and got a I was I was wondering what I was gonna wear today. I was almost gonna pull down uh, McLaurin and uh, and wear it. throw something on, but uh, I decided to to wear someone who wasn't on our on our poll. Yeah, but uh, see if you can guess whose whose jersey this is. I'm gonna guess uh, Champ Bailey. That is Champ yeah, Bailey. Champ that Bailey. that is correct. I really had big hopes for him in Burgundy and Gold, and then he was traded away for somebody who did make the poll. But we'll go ahead and talk about that in the game coming up right here in a moment. All 
right, game on, you sports people. It's time for our our poll that we put on Ref the District. You can catch us on Twitter at Ref the District. Uh, you'll see the Stoner and I interact with that account. Uh, and I told Stoner he needs to start putting some more controversial things up there. And, uh, and oh, so if you see something, you can interact with us on that account, not just with at Stone Dog 23 or at the Nathan Perry, but specifically at ref the district now walk us through this poll i don't want to do too much on my computer because like if i change something i'm worried that it, we're going to lose this again yeah okay so we put out a poll two weeks ago we put out a poll about which player has done the most damage to the franchise in the last 20 years uh since dan snyder took over basically and albert haynesworth easily won that so we decided to flip it and say okay who's had the most positive impact and that's kind of hard to do it was actually harder than the than the than the players who had a damaging impact on the team because there are really a lot of guys and I and I'm trying to think of who would fit into that category properly because you only get four at the mm-hmm. most and some so, people were not happy with oh, the no. list that we we came up with yeah and I, so I think on this regard I think this is a great thing right you want at, at the team hasn't always had you know, a team as a whole, right? Like, you know, here in the last 20 years, not a lot of winning records, mm-hmm. not a lot of great teams to get behind, right. but there've been good to great players and players, even if they're not a good to great player, at least players we can get behind mm-hmm. and really support. And that's, I think is a good thing. That's something you want. And I think that's what keeps the fan base really, really going. I mean, the fan base will swell when, when winning, you win, for you know, sure. when you win, but the ones, you know, the people who are like us who are crazy enough to start a, a podcast on the, you know, that de- deals mostly with Washington football team, you know, that you're going to have to have players that you that you like. So yeah. l- walk us through the four that you got before well, giving us the results. I just want to know, okay. like, how did you? You said it was hard to pick these four, and people were really upset. Their favorite player wasn't put down. So how did you pick these four? Okay, so so let's talk about those that got the controversial um, diss, if you will, right? The, the ones that were the not snubs, the, the snubs, snubs. Yeah. The people, the people we, we, we snubbed, snubbed. And the, on the poll. And the biggest one, the biggest snub was Sean Taylor not being on the list. There were a lot of people that were not happy that Sean Taylor was not on the list. And I thought about it and his time, three and a half seasons was just not a long enough time with the team and, you know, he really only excelled the last few years. So, really, let's just say three seasons. He was great. I think he had a solid rookie season. He had a and he had, he had a, a good just, sophomore season. And, and then just it, it just, and just got better and better. Right. Now, here's the thing, Soner. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping you were going to come in and defend the, you know, or not defend the fact that he wasn't on the poll. I was I was hoping you would apologize to these people because oh, there was people who were really, really upset with oh, this. Man. But here's the thing. I'm right there with you. I don't think he – I think that this is kind of the the nostalgic glasses that we as fans have on. Right. And we had a whole episode where we – or an ep, not a whole episode, but we dedicated a good 20, 30 minutes to Sean Taylor. I have his jersey hanging up behind mm-hmm. me here. Um, and how he is, you know, a, one of the greatest players to play in the Burgundy and Gold. Yeah. And he's absolutely – while his number might not need to be retired – he at least, you know, needs the respect that we don't get just give that number to anybody. Sure. And uh, but for this, for the question that you're asking, 
here. The, the question that we have up, which is the most positive impact in the last 20 years, I agree with you. I don't think yeah. that he ha he has the level. Now, he probably could have been in there over some of the four, but he doesn't. There's other people that that could have been on the four that Twitter allows mm. that would have knocked Sean Taylor out. I I do think yeah. that he had a, he's had a great impact on the the franchise as a whole, mm -hmm. just because the but because of the the, the lack of longevity right. there. Yeah, he just it's not going to have the works as somebody like I think you snubbed, which is London Fletcher. Yeah, he was on my my uh, my cut list. He he was on the final cut. He it was him. Uh, it was London Fletcher, Sean Taylor, and Santana Moss were the three that were that they were the last cuts. They they didn't make it in. And you know London Fletcher could have uh, if he he had longevity. Yeah, he, he had, had pedigree. Everything. He was probably he was probably the best defensive player for years mm -hmm. uh, on on the team. Some good defensive teams, you know, mostly in the middle of the pack. But he kind of held it together. Sure. And uh, and I think that you know, he you know longtime captain and deserving of uh, of somebody who who kept this team together. I think more so than than possibly even Trent Williams who made the list. Mm -hmm. So well um, well let me ask you this about Trent Williams as compared to London Fletcher. Is Trent Williams going to the Hall of Fame? Sniff test. More than Just, likely. Yeah. More than likely. Is yeah. London Fletcher going to the Hall of Fame? Probably not. Oh there you go. I mean that's that's a pretty good He's Indicate. he's a borderline. He's a borderline one. Yeah, I think. Sure. I think. I think. I think realistically, he belongs in the Hall of Very Good. Sure. Um, he was a great player for for a long time. A very good player for a long time, but not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. So you got to keep some guys off. If Sean Taylor was on this list, could he have won? Possibly. But I think probably he probably would have won just based off of the people from Twitter. I mean, you saw right. how many votes uh, RG3 got as far as like the per the player who did the most damage yeah. and was the worst, right? And I think there's some recency bias sure. there. We're asking within the last 20 years. Um, so it's all going to be somewhat recent. But I think what plays in people's heads, right, is, is when they're talking about the emotions, a lot of people tie – some of the the franchise dregs to the fact that they traded away, you know, the future to get RG three and he didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, and then on the positive side, people look to see a player that they, you know, have again those nostalgia glasses that they think like this this guy was something. And Sean Taylor was that guy. Sean Taylor yep. is somebody who, you know, if he lived to continue playing likely he's a Hall of Fame player, right? And sure. he's somebody who has an impact at the level that we're seeing Chase Young have with the defense. And so yeah, it's a, that's it's where a I think that if you put him on there, I think that people would have just voted for him yeah. because of all those factors, right? He's, pr he's probably the best player to don the burgundy and gold in the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, and then another one, I, I agree with pretty much all of that. And another one, that just missed the list that a lot of people would have liked to see on the list was Santana Moss because he did it for a lot of years. A long and he time. played at a high level mm -hmm. for many Great years. Great free agent ad. He was he was, was he a free the agent? best reason. I thought he was a trade. Wasn't he like traded for trade? like Lavernius Coles or something like that? <laughs> you, you might be right. You or might vice be right. versa. I don't he know. Wasn't, Maybe he went there. I don't know. He wasn't drafted. How's Definitely. how's that? So Definitely. he wasn't he he wasn't drafted. Came to the pickup, team. However. And yes, a good pickup is what we'll call it. Some of the, um, some of the some of the people out there will will Someone's gonna correct us. <laughs> Somebody yeah. will someone, correct someone someone's gonna get mad at us <laughs> right, for not be knowing. like 
Um, but no, so he was, he was a great pickup, did it for many years. You know, the, I think a lot of people, when you're talking about what those nostalgia glasses, when you're thinking about Santana Moss, you're thinking about that comeback with Mark Brunel against the Cowboys. Sure. So that was, that, that was an exciting game. And I think Santana Moss w- was very deserving to be on there. Sure. Um, another player, I think that, that uh, a good receiver would be Pierre Garçon. Mm-hmm. So somebody who did it for several years in the Burgundy and Gold and was just an outstanding player. Uh, More than happy to to see him, you know, on the field for Washington. We even had a couple of people lobby for Tress Way, which is he's been very good, but he's a punter. He's He's a little bit. He's all, he's been snubbed. He's probably been the best punter in the last five seasons. Yeah. Every, every one, one of the last five seasons. And he's been snubbed so many times, largely because he's just on some horrible, horrible teams. Yeah. And so they give, but this guy gives us an advantage when he's there kicking off, you know, punting away the ball. Okay. Which Washington tends to do more often <laughs> than not. Right. So he's, he's a part of a play maybe eight to 10 times a game. All these guys we're talking about on here are part of a play 50, 60, 70 times a game. Yeah. And they have more don't, impact on I don't the, disagree. I, I like Tressway. Yeah, I, I like want to have a beer. I want to have a beer with Tressway at yeah. some point. Like I feel like that would be pretty pretty special. Yeah. Um all right, so let's get to the guys who did did make it onto the list. And we had these four guys. Trent Williams, Chris Cooley, Clinton Portis, and Ryan Kerrigan. And if I were to take anybody off the list for the, any of those that we thought might make the list or should make the list like Santana London and Sean Taylor. It would probably be Clinton Portis because again, his longevity was not as much, not as uh, long as everybody else. And he was, he was not drafted here, right? He was traded. He was traded Traded, here. That was the champ. Well, the champ Bailey also couldn't put champ Bailey on there. I mean, he, no, you couldn't champ Champ. in the nineties, late nineties into early 2000 ish. Yes, like nine, uh, if eight, he, two, one, 2001, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, maybe two thousand two, somewhere sure. in there. The um, no, no, no I, but I'm saying those they traded Champ for for Portis. Yeah, um, I'm just happy Portis did work out here uh, because a lot of those Shanahan QBs or not QBs but running backs uh, when they left the Shanahan system they weren't as good. Yeah. And so it was good to see that Clinton Portis was good for several years yeah. here in, in the Burgundy and Gold. And he was quite and, entertaining uh, with his press conferences. Oh, he was, Jerome Southwest. He was and, uh, and, uh, those were all awesome. Was hilarious. Which is I actually have all four impact, of the jerseys, by the way, of, yeah. the, of, the, uh, of the people we put on the poll. So at least, oh, okay. at least we got something right. All right. Even if I had to take down Kerrigan's from behind me because he, he's an eagle right now. We'll put it back up when he retires. <laughs> right. Uh, so Clinton Portis got the least amount of votes, 11.6%. And by the way, this poll uh, had had good interaction, had quite good. Had quite a few votes, 146,000. Oh, wait. You got to put the old man glasses oh, on. Put the old uh, man glasses on. Oh, wait. 146. Uh, but still, that's that's pretty good reach anyway um, but for, for, for us and we appreciate it so yeah, if, you, if you're yeah. interacting with us we do appreciate that absolutely so he got 11.6 percent of the votes and we already talked about him a little bit and second on that second from the bottom which would be third on the list was trent williams and i think also that's a, one of those 
nostalgia, whatever the opposite of nostalgia. Yeah, uh, the right? recency bias on the this is actually it's it's nice. it's it's hurting him. Yes, because of the fact that the way that he ended with the team, mm-hmm. the fact that he's currently still currently playing yeah. and at a level that is absolutely dominant. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it pains us, I think, as fans because you know this was our stalwart you know left tackle yeah this was our future hall of famer and we just and he you know, was, shot it away it just went was, away and, and he was, was drafted a, and so mm-hmm. he was developed you you always like those guys better if you draft them and he's here for a while and you develop yeah, him and he turns yeah. into an all pro and that was exactly what trent he was a he was a warrior he played hurt all the time he was silverback yeah he was great at what he did he's going probably going to the hall of fame so i would be shocked the amount of all pros and uh you know pro bowls that he's made mm-hmm. i'd be shocked if he doesn't you know i think he's on the all decade team sure um so all decade yeah. of the nfl or all NFC decade at for least the, uh, the mc sure yeah all. i would have to i would have to check he's definitely i mean he's been the best or if not one of the top three left tackles Pretty much since since he he came into the league, yeah. so he's been he's been dominant uh, his entire time. Uh, I think that where I think he does lose votes from is be- not just because of recency bias, but because of how it went down. Right, like when you're talking about somebody who has had the greatest impact, the the discontent there at the end mm-hmm. kind of unraveled some of that. There was a lot of fans who weren't happy with him. Sure, a lot of fans didn't back him. They thought that he was he was. Uh, he was dismantling the team from within mm. for for what he was doing, and I mean, the guy had legit concerns. Okay, he had to have a growth removed from his head. The medical staff was just like, not a big deal. Oh, it turns out that it was you know could have been cancerous and all this other stuff. So he had legit beef, but people just don't like it when when you go against the grain, right? Well, is, yeah, is you where just go against from. the so, entire organization. That that's hard when you're a fan of the organization. If anything, people should have given him, given him some more points, some brownie points on this, because he he helped usher out Bruce Allen. Okay, so so then Bruce Allen goes, Jay Gruden goes, they redo everything. The training, the entire training staff, doctors, staff, all, they're all gone after all of this, and he still didn't want to play for them. So, right, he he did all of that while he or the team did all of that while he was holding out or not playing or whatever it was determined to be when he sat out a year. Right. So they did, they replaced everybody that he had a problem with and then he still didn't want to play for them. Right. They brought in Doug Williams to talk I mean, to him and yeah. the damage I think at that point was, was done. done. I think that, I think that he, 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 it, it came too late. Yeah. I think that's what it came, it was what, what it was. The bridge was is, blown up. Yeah. The, you know, Bruce Allen and the team, the front office, they were they stuck their gun to their guns, mm-hmm. and then finally, when you know when push came to shove, the action just came too late. Okay. And so for Trent, he's just like, "No, you've already shown me who you are. Yeah, I'm not gonna stick with this. Yeah. I think it's time for me to move on." Um, and who did they who did they get last year? Because they got a second rounder for him. Was it second right? or third? Second or third? Like who was their guy that they drafted last year or the year before? Whenever do we know? I mean, it'd, it'd be cool I'd to kind of look, look that up. up. We, they've hit they've hit on their last couple of uh, second and third rounders. So yeah. as long as the name's not Darius Geis, I think would be uh, we'd be okay. So <laughs> that's right. 
Um, all right, so the the runner-up in this with 21.9% of the vote was Chris Cooley. And Chris Cooley mm. did a lot for a number of years and played at a high level, kind of in that Santana Moss. But he probably makes it again because he was drafted and he was developed and he became um, a pro Captain bowler. Chaos. Yeah, and he was great for a lot of years until, just like everybody else, his body uh, broke down on him and he couldn't play yeah. anymore. But he did it for a long time, and he was always positive, and he still works for the team. Does he in the radio? He used to. I, I'm not sure where he fits in he now. He was in the radio so for a while. He, um, he was, but he, uh, Julie, it's now Julie uh, Hall, D'Angelo Hall, and then an actual broadcaster that are, are running the, the show. Yeah, so they're they're yeah. running the show now. But Cooley used to be up there with the couple the couple of knuckleheads that we were used to listening for a, a long time. Um yeah, I'm not sure where where exactly he fits in with the organization, but you're, he's ha- he he did stick with with Washington after uh, you know getting out. He played at a great level. He's somebody who you know I think fans have mostly uh, you know a good connection with, and uh, and so yeah, I think that that's deserving. I, I I do wonder how that ended because, like I said, I'm pretty sure that he's not currently working. Uh, with the team, I think he's keeping a more low profile. Yeah. Um, well, he might be so. look, working like for a local radio, maybe. Yeah, I might. I, we'll have to check that. Yeah. Check that out for Captain Chaos. We got a lot of things we got to check out that we don't know. <laughs> we need to make <laughs> a list and come back. My morning man. I was. I had so you so had many plans one. this morning. <laughs> Oof. Um, all right. So then, number one, which I don't think was a real surprise to anybody, uh, is of course Ryan Kerrigan. He was here, He again, a draft pick, a first-rounder. He was here a long time. He played every single game, every single down. Uh, they Sometimes they didn't utilize him properly when they had him trying to cover guys. That's not who he is. Uh, but he did it at a high level. He had plenty of – he's all-time sack leader for the organization. He's close to 100, I think, right, somewhere around yeah. there. Um, and again, he did it year after year after year after year and at a high level, a lot, a few pro bowls. Uh, That's a no brainer to me. Ryan Kerrigan, when I thought about this, Ryan Kerrigan is going to win this. He's going to run away with it. And he did with 51.4% of the vote. Ryan Kerrigan has had the most positive impact for the Washington football team over the last 20 years. I'm a little surprised that people came and uh, and defended defended him in that regard because especially with him um, leaving the team, right? A lot of people were just like that you you'd hear from the fan base this is he isn't a special player. And I'd have to defend him and be like this guy is legit. He's he's a high motor guy. He's not he's not quite the impact level that you're going to see with Chase Young and he's not somebody who is flashy like Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. but he's just always there and always. does those things that you that you want. Um, he, I think, where another thing that fans knock him for, and where I do, I find it surprising that he that he did this well in this poll is he's not a, like a team captain, right? He's not mm-hmm. he's not somebody who he's not a vocal captain, sure. at least, right? So as far as his leadership skills, he was just kind of always just kind of there. He, um, but you know he. Definitely one of the better players in the last twenty years for for Washington. Absolutely, uh, he stuck with the team, so he didn't have you know the same kind of discontent that Trent Williams had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he was, you know, the, like you mentioned the longevity being drafted. So he has that over, you know, guys, uh, you know, like, um, Portis and a couple others that we mentioned in the snubbed list. Uh, and then he played at a higher level than Chris Cooley. Cooley was a good tight end, but he was never a great tight end. Mm-hmm. And I think that Kerrigan at times has been a you know great defensive end. Mm-hmm. And in fact, some of the stats that would probably surprise you with Kerrigan is that since he's joined the league, he's actually been one of like the top five uh, sack artists. Mm-hmm. You know, but people... You know, the guy's had double-digit sacks multiple times. He's always been, you know, as you mentioned, the sack leader, I think, just shy of 100. Um, Yeah, and he's great in the community, right? He he represents your organization in a positive light. It's it's everything that you can ask. You can't ask a football player, an NFLer, who plays in the trenches every down to last – 10 or 11 years at a high level all of those years. You can't ask for more than that. That's exactly what you hope for when you draft a guy in the middle of the first round and he does exactly what you would hope he'd do. So my question then is is this, right? So you you put Kerrigan in there and Kerrigan won. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things you just described describe London Fletcher. Mm. Aside from the fact that he wasn't drafted in the first round by Washington, is that the only thing that really gave Kerrigan the nod? Because I think London Fletcher plays, played at a high level for, for the team. He, both both players probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. I think London Fletcher is closer than Kerrigan. I think mm-hmm. Kerrigan is definitely cemented in the Hall of Very Good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, London Fletcher, you might actually you know, have the opportunity at some point to be a hall of famer based off of the fact that he's got a Super Bowl ring and he's, he's, you know, uh, you know, led the league in tackles for so many years Mm -hmm. and whatnot. He's, he's played at a high level for a decade plus on the Burgundy and gold. This guy played in, you know, 20 seasons, uh, was the Iron Man, never missed a down or anything like that. So how I, I again think that this is our large, to me, our biggest snub, even more so than Sean Taylor. I know a lot of people were really upset with Sean Taylor being off the list. They, yeah. you know, we had the end thread per, uh, person on on Twitter. I just think that, well, realistic. And when we're looking at it, though, London Fletcher probably had to me had a bigger impact than Kerrigan. I don't. I well, yeah. So I, I don't agree with that. Um... But those other things that you talked about do play a part. The the fact that he was brought over, I believe, as a free agent, as opposed to being drafted and developed. That's always a big thing in people's mind. When you draft somebody and you want to fall in love with that player and hope that he's here for 10 years, and that's what Ryan Kerrigan did. So just looking at the stats, Kerrigan was here for 10 years, and Fletcher was 7. So that's three additional years, okay. and really, and at the end of Fletcher's time, you can you could see the yeah, but the guy was like pushing forty. Yeah, he was <laughs> towards the showed. end of his, uh, and it showed right. Well, and he was still one of the better players on the team. Think about what that Kerrigan, says probably more about the team than it does. <laughs> right. but, and Kerrigan last year uh, was still playing at a high level. He wasn't playing as much because he had better players in front of him. I think he played at a high level because he wasn't playing right. as much. And, right. So that produced. was more, that was somewhere where, uh, you know, Fletcher was being put out there, you know, all the time, uh, kind of similar, not dissimilar to, to Bostic, who I think is, is, you know, lost a step compared to some of these younger guys. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Fletcher though was just a smart player, always there sure. in the right right place, right time, and and, and a joy to watch. Uh, still, somebody who's involved in the community and the you know Burgundy and Gold, and yeah. um, so all, all, all right, all three years difference. Points, yeah. Okay, 
three three years difference in the in the draft. I guess the, I'll I give the, it to you. I think the draft plays. I like guess I said, I'll give it to you. It plays it plays a role. For yeah. for example, if you're going uh, when you're looking at quarterbacks, if Dwayne Haskins had been able to have a great career here, he would have been looked upon in a brighter light than Alex Smith, right? Just and just because he was drafted and and you want to fall for that player on draft day. Yeah, you want them to do you want them to be successful. Yeah, uh, Jason Campbell is the guy for me who I I so wanted him to do well. I thought he right. was going to be great. Um, you know, Brunel came in and and Brunel was good, but I was just like, nah, Jason Campbell, man. Jason Campbell's going to put it together. This this is going to be the year. Like we're at like his fifth year. I was like, this is going to be the year. He's going to Jason Campbell's going to put it together. Um yeah, never, never panned out. Never panned out. That's all right. Yeah. It, so. They gave him plenty of chances, though. Although, <laughs> although did. I think his downfall was was every year they seem to change offensive yeah, coordinators, and and he had to learn a new system. Poor guy. <laughs> that, poor, that poor guy. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it it worked out. Well, I guess that that's our poll, man. I, I uh, it's a good poll. I, it was good. Thank you to the to the 130 responses. Thank you to, the, 146. to those people. Don't sell them short. 100, 146. Yeah. Thank you to 146. Thousand. Thank you to those people who uh, who commented and wrote in, myself included, with London Fletcher. Uh, I think some great names again that were left off. We mentioned already Santana Moss, uh, Pierre Garcon. I think was an excellent uh, addition for the team. Uh, gave them some grit. Um, one guy even said we should have read redone the poll redid the poll yeah just take it take it down and take redo it, down it. And redo it and put sean yep. taylor in there or else it's not a, it's not a worthy not, poll not legit eh, it's not gonna happen yeah that, that person that individual got kind of got a little little sassy too when you when you uh when you asked for him to kind of you know that or that particular person to go further in depth yeah and they're like well if i have to explain it then yikes well uh, you know, i was just like well we just wanted wanted this person to put down their thoughts so right. that way you know we can articulate accurately why they feel you know because we know why sean taylor probably should make the list but we also know why he isn't and i I, honestly i'm going to stand by the fact that i don't think he belongs in the top four as far as the positive impact i think that again sean taylor great player probably a, a hall of famer if he continues to to play the game but when you're talking in the last 20 years who's had the most impact you're gonna you're gonna he's gonna lose out to those who um who are able to play longer well, Same thing would go for Chase. If Chase up and retired oh, yeah. today, like one one good rookie season, defensive rookie of the year, ten years from now, we're not going to be like, hey, he was he was the the greatest uh, Washington you know football player to play within the last two decades. We're probably going to pick somebody who who stuck with the team a little bit longer. So so let's just say uh, the team that we have right now, there are a lot of candidates who could fit into this poll in ten years from now. There are a lot of candidates, and we haven't been able to say that for a long time, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's got to be our next poll: is uh, which Ooh. player in the next ten years do you think will have the greatest impact? Ooh, that's a good one. Let me write it down. Write that down. Get the old man glasses and write that down. I don't need glasses to write stuff. I need glasses <laughs> to read stuff. <laughs> well, while he's writing it down, we're gonna switch over. When we come back, it's gonna be talking about our Washington Wizards and who. They are going to pick up for their head coach.
Welcome back to the post game. Just finished up the game. We're ta- going to talk about the, our Washington Wizards yeah. here. The 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 coaching track has been moving along. Mm-hmm. You got some good names off the board. Mm-hmm. I'm actually okay with the where pe- where the teams have selected so far because I think there's still a lot of good options out there, and I think that the coaching the coaches that have been taken are good. I'm not saying that they're bad coaches. I'm just saying that the pool of good coaches mm-hmm. is still deep. Sure. And how many like openings potential- are left? So I think there's just still four. Is there five? I think there's only two. Is there only two? There's got to be more than two now. Washington and Orlando. Well, I guess Jason Kidd got picked up for for Dallas now. So that's 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 close that one. Portland's got Chauncey Billups. Yep. Uh, Boston took their G League coach, right? Well, he was an he or an assistant. He was an assistant for Brooklyn. An assistant coach. So, um, and then who else? So this is a big. We got New Orleans. Indiana got Carlisle. That was oh, yeah. probably the most disappointing. Was uh, was seeing Carlisle be taken went, off. But he went. He, he yeah, so went back to the Pacers. Um, so yeah. we have Orlando. We have uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans, Washington. Yeah, I think that's it. Is it just the three? I think so. I'm pretty. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's just the three. I think we started with seven. Yeah. So that's where so. we're at now. We got three, and there's like you said, there's plenty of candidates still yeah. out there. We we that we assume our candidates sometimes mm-hmm. a name will pop up and say the wizards are talking to this guy or interviewing this guy and you'll get and you'll go oh who is that i never heard of scott morrison but apparently yeah, that, that one that, who's scott morrison that, that one i think a lot of people are not happy about that a lot of people are just like you just like i'm sorry what who is this person this person over you know cassell is a name that's tied unselled jr is a name becky hammond is one that still as 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 much as we've heard that name early on in the process, mm-hmm. you know, these coaching gigs have gone come and gone. And I'm thinking Becky Hammond is left on the sidelines. still. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, th- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Oh no. She's going to get picked up in one of these last three positions. Yeah. She's, she's not going to, uh, like I said, it, it, it will happen sooner rather than later that you'll have your first female NBA head coach. This is not the year. I don't know. Why that is? Maybe it's just because the momentum has not been there for it yet. Uh, but she's getting interviews, which is a positive step. I think it will be a good thing. As I said before, it's bigger than basketball. But you still have to come back to it. Still has to be about basketball, right? It has to be about making the team better so that they can win. I just don't know if they're ready for that yet. But it will happen. So I don't think it's going to happen here. And, and everything we're hearing, right, is Cassell or Unsell Jr., which there have been polls out there. Which one would you rather have and why? Oh, who knows why? We, we, we like to say we know everything about them, but we don't. We don't have any idea of what goes on, what their relationships are like, how they interact with management, how they interact with players, what kind of offenses do they run, defenses that they run. Are they a player's coach or are they a, you know, a hardliner? Who knows? All I know is that whoever it is, I would like it to be somebody who's young, and I would like it to be somebody who's a first-time head coach. Again, I don't know why. That's just how why I think it would be successful. That's, that's what that's what you're feeling like. I think yeah, I think I know why you want that is because you want them to be a first-time coach. So you don't want to retread. I know that's yeah. something we've been pretty big on. Right. We so we want them to establish 
their dynasty here, right? That's what the hope is. Mm -hmm. And then in that regards is you want them to be young because you want somebody who's like Pop, who's been with the Spurs for 25 years Mm -hmm. now plus. Yeah. And uh, and look what he did with that franchise. So you're looking for that same kind of impact as somebody who can bring Washington to prominence. Uh, I can't even say back. You know, the cap. You know, back when they were the Bullets. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's too you long know, ago. It's been been a long, long time since they've had consistently winning teams here. Yeah. And and for that, I think that the names that they're coming up with are good. And I and I think that Becky Hammond would. I, I what I do hope is whenever a team is ready for that that to make that jump that it's the right team too because yes. you want to make sure that they're put in a su- successful position and as much as we the wizards uh kind of improved towards the end i don't know that this team is really set up to be that successful i think they can make the jump right you see atlanta made the jump atlanta was not a great team last year this year they're fighting for you know a chance to get into the finals mm-hmm. and all they did was they, they changed up the coach. Right. So, that's the only difference. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, obviously Trey Young's playing at, you know, an outstanding level. Maybe not so much this last game where they got walloped by like 40 points. Right. But, uh, um, well, doesn't it make sense? It'll, it'll be that- interesting. And I think this is where, this is where you, you mentioned like a player's coach. I think this is where Westbrook, how much, are, you know, during this coaching search, how much are they going to Beal and Westbrook? And obviously it's got to be more Beal because, Westbrook is somebody who just came to the team, mm-hmm. and even though he's a former MVP, he's a piece that I think you could move for a variety of assets mm-hmm. to surround Beal with. Um, so, how much do they go to Westbrook, and how much do they go to Beal, and be like, who, who, you know, what do you th- feel about this coach? Are they in on the interviews? Probably not. No, um, but they've got to at least be consulted. Oh, absolutely. With it. 100%. So thankfully, thankfully that consulting for Scott Brooks, where they're just like, "Nah, I want Scott back," did not happen. It didn't work. So, yeah, uh, you're right. I think they definitely talked to to both of them about it, but I don't think that that plays a huge role in what they decide. And don't forget, Tommy Shepard said in his press conference after they let Scotty Brooks go, Tommy Shepard said, "We're going to swing big on this, right?" So. That doesn't mean Stan Van Gundy's coming in, right? That's not a big swing. A big swing, and I don't even know if Cassell and or Unseld Jr. would be a big swing. A big swing would be a Becky Hammond. A big swing would be a John Calipari or a Juwan Howard. That's a big swing, and I don't think any of those are going to happen. I I think it's going to just come. I'm hoping it won't be a college coach either. I think I I I don't want to retread. You don't want a college uh, coach. I don't want a college coach. I would rather a college coach than a retread, but uh, yeah. I just think that the the jump, not too many coaches make that jump and make it you know do reasonably well. So. But Juwan, Juwan uh, before he went to Michigan, he was an NBA assistant for a long time, so he has the experience at least. And Calipari, he has the experience of of flaming out in the NBA <laughs> his first time. Um, but doesn't it seem logical that Becky Hammond would take over for Pop in? I do. I think I think Pop, Pop is is uh, is nearing the end of his uh, his tenure. I think that uh, you know. I think that would make the Spurs, sense. Spurs Spurs transitioning in, uh, into a, t- a team that's not nearly as good. I think I think that 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 does make sense. Yeah. Is Pop going to do a, a farewell tour like Coach K out in Duke? <laughs> Probably not. But no. But uh, you know he's he's built that culture. 
in San Antonio, right? He's built mm-hmm. that culture that everybody belongs, everybody has same opportunities. We'll draft the best players, not necessarily the sexy picks, the Ginobili's and Parkers and all these guys at the end of second round and all that. So he's developed a culture over 25 years, and I think Becky Hammond would be a perfect fit there, but we'll see what happens. We're we just worried about eventually who they're going to bring in here, and I guarantee you, whoever it is, I'm going to be on board with it because somebody will convince me to be on board with it. Because again, it'll be I think that's what I know. Not named Scott Brooks is yeah. is already is already a highlight. Is already is it's already is already doing well. Yeah. So I think that's fair. I think that's good. So I'm gonna put you on the spot. You mentioned that poll, unselled or Cassell. Who are you taking? Well, no, 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 no. I got to answer. Yeah, I'll take unselled just because I've mentioned him a few times here. On you mentioned the show. him enough. That's who I picked. Right. I was just like, all right, all right, let's go with unselled. That's actually the first time I heard uh, uh, Cassell's name in the coaching coaching. Oh uh, yeah, hunt. he's been out there. He was an assistant for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, I know. I know he's. I know he's been an assistant. Yeah. That was just the first time I think that he's in. in you know my my view of things has been tied to the wizards coaching hunt. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've seen some of these other names and then all of a sudden it was just like, Hey, it's down to unselled junior and Cassell. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess let me, let me look at this guy's track record. So, I mean, I know he's, he's been around. I think, I think that they both would be, um, you know, fine fits. I think that, uh, the fairy tale ending is probably more so with, with unselled junior, sure. you know, given the, the history with his dad and stuff like that. So, but if you're, if you're Cassell, or unselled and you've been grinding in the the assistant coach game for 15 years at least for both of them now unselled didn't play in the league but cassell played a long time won a couple of rings uh has been grinding as an assistant for a long time would you be a little bit ticked off that chauncey billups has been grinding as an assistant coach for two years and he gets a head coaching job and you're sitting there going i've been doing this for 15 Give me a head coaching job. Would you be pissed at that, or would you be like, well, maybe he just has something that I don't? He's Well, a name like Chauncey Billups, who I think people have uh, a probably higher regard for. You know, Unselled being you know a, a coach and not a player, I think, does put him in a different category. Mm-hmm. And Cassell, um, you know, again, a good player. You mentioned he got a couple of rings and whatnot, but I think that Chauncey Billups is probably more highly regarded – yeah. Um, as a basketball player and uh, as a coach, is some is, is what I think it comes down to. So I don't think the the fact that they've been grinding for fifteen you know years or so, and Chauncey Billups has only been up for two years. I think what it comes down to is it's again it's Chauncey Billups. Wouldn't you want yeah. Chauncey? I'd, I'd, pro- I'd take probably Chauncey Billups over someone like Ty Lue, who is also a player, but Ty Lue is also doing pretty darn good for himself as a, as a coach with a, a ring from Cleveland where no one, you know, everyone was just like, you know, he was carried by LeBron and, yeah. and Kyrie, but you know, people might say that with the Clippers with Paul George and, uh, and, uh, Kawhi Leonard, but the, the guy can make adjustments. He can, he can, he he's a, he's a decent coach for, for what it's worth. So and who has, who has more rings, uh, Chauncey or Sam Cassell? Cassell does, right? Yeah. Phillips only has the one. Yeah, Cassell's got two from from the Houston days when when Jordan uh retired those two years. Yeah. Yeah. So when Jordan Jordan did the league a favor and yeah. retired so to go play baseball chance. and gave gave everyone a chance. Yeah, Sam Cassell took uh, advantage of that and won two rings yeah. with Houston. Wonderful. So 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have any problem. Really, again, you can pretty much tell me anybody unless they have the last name of Van Gundy, um, and you can probably convince me Oof. that he's going to be a good fit, or she. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to see. What what do you what do you give the timeline for? Do you think this is going to be done before the fourth of July? Do you think the least? Do you think we're going to have another episode next week? Mm-hmm. How soon do you think they'll they'll pick a coach? Because the coaches. They're going around. Right. I mean, what? Why? What's the delay, right? What is it? Is it that they're? You can't even say that it's the playoffs because you mentioned no. that uh, that Boston took a Nets assistant. The Nets are still playing for for the title. Yeah, right? they're still they're still well. Still they the, were the champion. Yeah, they were at that time. Maybe it was right after their season ended. I don't. Was it? I don't remember, but it was right around that time. Yeah, it was. Obviously, yeah. They, that, that's what I'm saying. Is they were they were they were currently playing. There there, there were yeah. still games left to have. The game seven hadn't happened. Yeah. So obviously they're interviewing Dur- Durant's right. big toe happened to be on the line. Right. Uh, did you know that he wears shoes that are a size larger too? Oh, does he really? Yeah. So oh. there's there's a neat little uh-huh. article being shared about the fact that he uh, to kind of help his game he wears shoes that are a slightly larger size and now. People are like, well, if he were to form normal shoes, he would have. Uh, he would have been in there. He would have been in there. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's. I don't know. Do you need somebody in there super quick? It, this is not college uh, sports where you have to worry about recruiting and all that, right? Do you need somebody like before a certain date, or do you just need to make sure you find the right guy before somebody else snatches him? I think I think you need the right person. You know, the draft is coming up here, and and not too and not too long, right? The draft we'll be discussing the draft probably here in the next couple weeks. That's um, and so I I want to say that the the person that they're going to have come in for the coach should have kind of an opinion on who they're who they're picking up. Okay, Um, that's fair. So. I, I think that you want them in sooner because you can start putting that. They can start building. I don't think it's quite the same as the NFL where the like the players and the coaches can't talk to each other in the off season. Right. I think they can have the in the Anytime. NBA they can have some interaction, yeah. and I think you're going to want that happening. So that way the you know whether or not it's Cassell, Unsell, Becky Hammond, they could reach out to Beal and Westbrook and be like, hey, you know. I want to build a relationship with you and you want to, so you want that to happen sooner. And so I do wonder why, you know, Scott Brooks left the team two weeks ago, probably more than that, probably yeah. even longer than that, maybe yeah. three weeks ago. So I want to know what the holdup is. Why, why is it taking so long? Uh, you know, are they going after some of these coaches that have been picked up or what, what, what due diligence are they doing? Well, you remember that story I told, that fake story I told about um, about sources when we were before the NFL draft, I had that long drawn out. That was a story. that was a fake that was a fake, <laughs> story? A fake story, right? I am shocked, sir. I am shocked. I, and I can sometimes tell you some do pretty that. good stories, <laughs> uh, but in this case, I do actually have a source, a real source, and I'm not making this up. I do have a source okay. that says they are interviewing all these people. And they are being very quiet about it. They don't want this information out there for whatever reason. But they are doing their due diligence. They are not just kind of sitting around and and hoping somebody falls into their lap. They are doing a lot of interviews. So it might be this week. It could very well could be this week before the holidays. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those Friday afternoon news dumps Right before the holiday, I don't think it's going to be like that. So if if they, they do that, that 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 means that they did pick up somebody Van from Gundy. like 
some yeah they picked up van gundy they picked up somebody who nobody knows and it was it was essentially hey we we just need you to 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 say you're the coach here for a little bit yeah but i do have a source and the source is impeccable and source says that yes they are doing some interviews believe it or not i actually have a real source we might need to get your real source here on ref the district Mm -hmm. with us yeah, but we'll have to distance ourselves between what I just said about having a source. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. And then no one, will con- no one will connect right, the dots. When all of a sudden we start talking wizards and we find out all this backstory on stuff, <laughs> no one will connect the dots. Right, It'll be fine. It'll be good. <laughs> all right, well, that's going to do it here for us on Ref the District. This has been episode 22. Uh, you can find us here on YouTube every Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll stream live, uh, and you can even interact with us in the chat. We've had a couple of good mornings and haze that uh, we've uh, responded to there. Uh, we, we also put this out on podcasting platforms, so you can listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify and Amazon. So we're we're there where you need us, and uh, we appreciate it. Like, leave us a comment, subscribe here to the YouTube channel if you're here uh, listening and watching us. Uh, we will be discussing some uh, a shift in time as we get near the Washington football team season mm-hmm. because uh, Sundays at 10 a.m. might not be a great good time if we're going to be tailgating. But when we get closer, we'll also be having some other products we'll be pushing out. So stay tuned for that and follow us out on Twitter at Ref the District. He's the stoner. I'm Nathan. Have a great day.